Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Okay, so that their death will be speedy. These Romans were, were wicked. They were wicked. But when they came to Jesus, the sword of the cherubims, which was found in Zechariah chapter 13, had to be, had to come to work. Because now Jesus has now come to replace Adam. And so that sword, that Adam couldn't go back because it was turning every side, now, Jesus is the one who was taking the risk to go back to the tree of life for us. And so, he must be pierced. Now, when they pierced his side, then it was proof that he was dead. You get it now? I work all sword against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Okay? So this was the sword against the shepherd. So when they pierced the side of Jesus, he was dead already. So they couldn't break his leg. That's why he said these things were done to fulfill scripture. What was the scripture? That sword that was given to the cherubims, whether you like it or not, God's justice and judgment must be executed. Whether now or later, so those who have not received Jesus, they are free for now. But they must bear the penalty for their own self-righteousness and self uh, you know, holiness. They must bear it. Jesus took it for, that's how we believe in him. Because he did it. Okay? Okay. So you understand the seven sprinkling? The sweat? His face, his back, his hands, his feet, his head, his side. So he said, he said, sprinkle one on the mercy seat and sprinkle seven times. Now, all these seven things we are talking about is what we call the mark of the blood. Now, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, he actually went into heaven to present his blood. So you know what he did? He collected all this blood wherever. Because if he had not shown to, to the father that for the purpose for which the blood came out of his body would not have worked for you. 
So he had to present, when he was in the garden, the blood that oozed, he had to collect it. When he was with the kings, and they slapped him, and so on, the blood that came out of his, the chin, by pulling his hair, he must collect that one. The blood that came out of his hand, he must collect that one. His feet, he collected that one. His side, there was blood in there, water with blood. He had to collect every one of them, otherwise our acceptance would not be complete. So he collected everything and then he presented to the, to the father. Now the Bible says that blessed are they which hear a joyous sound. Now when the blood is accepted, the Bible says there is a joyous sound. Aaron in the, in the temple, he would have um, the bell make noise. He would intentionally do it. Once God accepts it, he will shake, he will move his one leg. And they will hear it outside there. And the whole people, hey! Why? For a whole year. Now listen, this is what it means. Not all the people that came for the atonement were good people. Some were still doing so bad, I mean, crazy things. And there were some that never did any bad thing. They did so many good things. But whether they did good or bad, God was not looking at them. He was looking at Aaron, who went to represent them. So when Aaron is accepted, they are good and they are bad, doesn't matter. God has accepted all of them. They have become accepted in Aaron. You get it now? <laughs> He's my worth. Jesus is my worth. His blood is my worth. His life is my worth. You know why I like to talk about Jesus a lot? Because I still haven't gotten a hold of everything yet. I see him differently every time. And I see what he has done. I, I, we can't finish it. If you have not started, then you are wasting time. Wow. Look at it. Blessed is the people that know the, the joyful sound. Look, what shall they do? They shall walk, O oh Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In other words, they will not be afraid. They will not be afraid. No. The same thing happened to us. When Jesus presented his blood, how did we hear the sound? How did we know? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Then you heard the sound. Bible says, and then came as of a mighty rushing wind. The sound. There came the sound. The sound. The sound. As of a mighty rushing wind. Now, in the Greek, the meaning of, I mean, he put it, the mighty rushing wind. He, he described as the wind that precedes a great tornado. You know tornado? He said the wind. The wind that precedes it. The wind that comes. That, that is how it came. That's how the sound came. In other words, the Holy Ghost came as the wind that precedes tornado. He rushed in power to come and do what? To come and reside in us. As what? A proof. In other words, if you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is rejoicing that Jesus has been accepted. Remember, he's a witness. So he came to witness to us that Jesus has been accepted. His blood has been accepted. 
For how long? One year? No, sir. Forever. For how long? For all time. Past, present, future, until eternity. Yeah. So you don't have the Holy Ghost that and And now when he came into you, the first thing he did was that he began to change your language. To give you a different language. What is that language? The language of the finished work of Christ. You see, when you speak in tongues, actually what you are doing is that you are declaring the finished work of Christ. That's what it means. Listen, do everything possible to trust the Lord. He finished it. It's real. He finished. Don't be afraid. Trust him to the fullest. Trust him. Stop listening to any other thing. Listen to what the word says. It's true. It's true. Jesus suffered. It's true. Jesus bled for you. That you might win. Reason why you win forever. Reason why your, your life is forward and above. Reason why no devil can have his dominion over you. No, sir. It is impossible. Say, I am. Under, under automatic, automatic. redundance. Listen, now that you understand the blood, and I'm saying whatever we have learned right now is not even the full story of the blood. I'm telling you, nobody can explain the full story of the blood. We can't tell. When we enter into heaven, we can see that. In fact, we will see the blood. Now in heaven, that blood is still in heaven right now, and it is still speaking. Why is he speaking? Look at it. The cherubims are looking at it. In other words, the eyes of God. So God is not now not looking at two things. The debt has been paid because of the blood. So God is never looking at your sin. In fact, he can't look at the blood, which is your receipt, and look at your debt. He can't look at the two. So in the eyes of God, there's no debt against you. You have paid all things. Jesus paid for you. So now, God's eye keeps looking at the blood. So when you make a mistake even today, he still has not seen it. He's still looking at the blood. He's saying that this thing you did now was paid for. This is the receipt. Thank God the blood is eternal. Which makes your receipt eternal. In the Old Testament, under you know, the, the day of atonement, it is not forever, it's only for a year. So the receipt was only for a year. The validity of the receipt was for a year. But when Jesus died, the validity of his blood is eternal. Please believe this. The Holy Spirit said to me whilst we were praying to tell you, trust him. He said, this is true. Trust it. Just know that everything you do is prospering. Why? Not because of your work. Because his hands were pierced. Take a different mindset back to your business. Wherever you are going, dominion. Why? Not because I have some strength. Because his feet were pierced. Now when you go back home, stand in the middle of your house and speak forth your health. And declare that because, now you understand what happened to his back. Because his back was scorched for our health. Now, when he says that you have redemption, let me explain. Go back. Hold on, hold on. 
So the cherubims are like this every time. You see, they don't move their eyes. Now I want to show you something. God, this one was under the old covenant. Even under the old covenant, God respected it. And nobody died within that period. But the Bible says, Jesus, what the blood of bulls and goats could not do. The blood of Jesus is better than the blood of bulls and goats. Which means that God has respect. If God should judge you for any sin you commit today, God hasn't had respect for the blood of Jesus. If God condemns you for anything today, whatsoever thing you do, God hasn't ha had respect for the blood of Jesus. But he's not like us. Even if he had, res if he had respect for blood of bulls and goats, how much more the blood of our Savior? He has. I'll read a scripture to you. You see, you have a lot of things, a lot of reasons to thank the Lord. When you wake up and you are thanking Jesus, not because of what he will give you. Now, let me show you your receipt. Colossians 2.14, NLT and TPT. Then I'll show you that Jesus' blood is better and be the best blood. And then I'll take you through Ephesus. Because if I tell you about the blood and I don't tell you about forgiveness, the two stories will not merge properly. <laughs> Please read yourself. One go. He did what? So the record of the charges against you has been what? It has been what? You see the word cancelled. It's the word forgiveness. Forgiveness actually, aphesis, actually means total cancellation. I'm coming there. So he says that he has cancelled the total record of the charges against us and took it by nailing it to the cross. So there's no charge against me. There cannot be a charge today, not tomorrow, not... He took it there. Look at TPT. He's amazing. He cancelled out every legal violation we had on our record. In other words, so legally, we had violated certain things. And it was written on our record. But the Bible says Jesus cancelled it. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. When somebody has an, a warrant, it means that they have been given authority to, to come for you. Which means we were under the authority of sin, bondage, loss of glory. You remember Wednesday? Shackles. That's the old warrant. That's why today when you make a mistake, Satan will run quickly. To come and impute so-called your sin on you through your conscience and your heart. Do you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to bind you again. Does he succeed? Yes, he succeeds on other people. 
That's why I tell you that when you make a mistake today, you don't say, Lord, forgive me. You take the forgiveness. Do you know how I know that? In Ephesians 1, 7, he didn't say you are redeemed though. He said you have. Which means you possess redemption. He redeemed you and he gave redemption to you as inheritance. So, I mean, forever I have it. So I make use of it. And, 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 and redemption actually means you being freed from any kind of power, from any kind of, you know, slavery. It's like slaves being under, I'm coming there, offices. You know, redemption and forgiveness are, you know, they go hand in hand. It's like you've been in slavery for a long time and you are let go because somebody came and paid for it. So he came to the prison and said, how much is this guy owing? And he said, oh, one billion. And he said, okay, I'll let him go. I, I pay. So now your ransom, the price tag on you is one million. So he paid for it. So he didn't say, you go. If he had said, you go, without paying and showing a receipt, they could come back with a old warrant again and bring you back. But the payment was made and a receipt was written for you, which is the blood of Jesus. So when they bring the old warrant, what do you do? You show the receipt. Because you are being accused of the old sin. Aha. No longer Romans 6, 14. He says, now sin cannot be what? Have dominion over you. Sin cannot have dominion over you. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Charlie, you, know, you have the dominion, no? <laughs> For you are not under the law, but under what? Grace. I'm under grace. Can, can I explain what this in, in, in one minute? The reason why he says you are not under law, but under grace is under the law, whatever mistake you do, you will suffer the same consequence. You do bad, you receive bad. So you are not under that system again. I know I did bad, so definitely I need to be punished. But I am now under grace. Where I know I did bad, but somebody decided to stand in my place and receive my punishment. And he placed me where he stands, in the place of innocence. So right now, you are not in the, in the, in the dispensation or in the system where karma works on, on your behalf. It's called the system of merit, the elements of this world. It's called the stoichion. I'm not there. I'm under grace. I'm under grace. Don't, don't, don't say it fast, otherwise you'll be mentioned somebody. you say, I'm under grace. No. Yeah. Say, I'm under grace. Yeah. Ah, you now got it, right? Otherwise you'll be saying, I'm under grace. No, it's, it's, not, it's not a human being. <laughs> you know, with this understanding, when I sleep, eh, I, I, I just think and I ask God, this is too, this is too true. Forget my, forgive my English. It, it is too true. Because <laughs> I think about it. Ah. Wow. 
When you understand it, you will not celebrate Easter by art. You see? Because you know what the blood did. Okay. The Colossians 2 4. Let's finish it. He said, He erased it all. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all. Please start believing this. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. You said, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. And the old warrant that stood to induct us, say, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. He said, he erased it all. Our sins. Our stained soul. He deleted it all. Now look at the next one. They cannot be retrieved. That statement, they cannot be retrieved, is the statement Ephesus. Thank you. Is the statement Ephesus. The irretraceable removal of sins. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed it permanently. There, as a public display of what? See, in Adam, we lost glory. In Adam, we lost the presence. In Adam, we received rejection. In Adam, we were cut off. In Adam, our spirits died. In Adam, we sweat. In Adam, the ground is hard. In Adam, there are thorns. In Adam, we sweat. In Adam, but the Bible is saying all these things has been nailed to the cross. For those in Christ, all these things have been cancelled and what? Deleted to a point where they are not retrievable. So you see, there are certain lifestyles we see today. Because of this truth, when you begin to see yourself sweating before you get something, just note you are not under grace. So what do you do? You reject it. Reject it and now. Any part, anywhere in your life that you see that you are struggling. No. I used to pray and say, Lord, as I'm teaching the message, let the message enter the heart of the people. Lord, blah, blah, blah. I stopped praying that prayer. You know what I say? I say, Lord, I, I subject all the people, my hearers, under your grace. That's all. It doesn't worry me again. There's, ah, because you see, it is not how I will shout. It is not the exegesis in the word that will make you catch it. I can be saying nonsense, but he can be projecting it well in your ears. That's what we call grace. Otherwise, I would depend on my, you know, the number of hours I studied, my vocabulary, my everything to make sure. So when you are not listening, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Is it my word? Then it's effort. Stuck here. But the, the system, Galatians 5 3, 4 3 and, and 9, it has been destroyed. We are no longer under the elements of this world. Mimi, you got it? Please stay in the place of grace. She's been looking for something for a couple of years. She's tried twice. And then the second, the last one that was going to happen, she's done everything human, humanly possible. 
She was waiting, excited. Then all of a sudden, the time elapsed. The results and response were not coming. And then she started getting worried because they called the top, top guys in that establishment and they said, uh, unfortunately, there's something going on behind the scenes. The people that are being looked at now are the people that the president and those in the presidency are bringing in. And there are so many. In other words, there's no place for her. So if she doesn't know anybody in the presidency, then it means you will not have. Remember I told you, stop living life on whom you know. I don't know, man. My Bible said they that know their God, they shall be strong. So she came to tell me, I think two weeks or two weeks, and I laughed. And I said, they will cover you. Then after two weeks, she went through again. So that was two weeks. I saw, when I see, I realized there's something bothering her. But she won't say it. But then I left it because you subject her under grace. So when I'm not worrying about you, you are, I will subject you under grace. It means you will be taken care of. But what, what can I possibly do? What can I do? I'll be drained. I'll subject you under grace. <laughs> when somebody's worrying, you subject them. Yeah. So, so Wednesday, I was sitting here, she came. I was totally bashing her for something. And then she came to me and said, Daddy, I a friend of mine, people have started receiving theirs. But when we called again, another top guy said, the thing there, it has to come from the presidency or whatever. Then immediately I said, you are part. Yeah. Then she said, but after the message on Wednesday, yeah. I feel relieved. Yeah. I feel free. Yes, and I'm not worried again. Then I said to her, your name is part of it. That was on Wednesday. Thursday, I was there around 6 o'clock. She texted, hey, hey, I've gotten my letter. Now, in the evening, we were praying, and the Spirit of God said to me, because I was meditating on, on her testimony, and the Spirit of God said to me, those that embrace grace, they become sharp at the dispatch of angels. It's in my book. He asked me to go for books. I have many things to tell you. As we were praying, I was writing. They were praying, I was writing. One of the things he said to me, he said, those that embrace grace, he said, they are very sharp at the dispatch of angels. You know why? Angels move. They all agree to the finished work. They all agree to the finished work. They don't know the language of impossibility. They don't know the language of it's difficult. They don't know the language of memory. They don't know that. All they know is that Jesus finished it. Don't you understand? Why did they come to the tomb? Because they didn't believe what Mary Magdalene said. They came to check if indeed he was, a, he was a, 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 you know, a reason. But he told them that I would die, but on the third day I shall rise. They didn't believe. So they came to the tomb, not to come and look for him, but to satisfy their doubt. And as they stood there, God presented the cherubim, two angels, and they said, what are you looking for? Then he said, did he not tell you that he will arise? He said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? It, that means angels agreed that Jesus, who lived and died, now lives on forever. Complain is a language of death. 
Because it is found in unbelief. So you speak death. You speak death. Why are things happening like this? You are murmuring. You are complaining. You are doing this. You are speaking death. Speak life. And the easiest way to speak life is to subject that matter where you have a problem. Subject it under the grace of God. That's where life is. Subject it there and you are fine. Okay? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Because of mommy, I want to talk about Ephesus. Yes, sir. Because I want her to enjoy some. Yes, sir. Now, so we are done with redemption, blood. Then the last one is what? Sin. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so I've spoken about redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Now, what it means here is that redemption and forgiveness are a product of the blood. Can you see that? Redemption and forgiveness are a product of the blood. Without the blood, there's no redemption. Without the blood, there's no forgiveness. So all these two, so you must understand blood so you can understand the redemption. Blood is the pivot. Now, the word forgiveness here in the Greek is the word aphesis. A-P-H-E-S-I-S. Now, the definition of aphesis is forgiveness is not the right word. Forgiveness is the closest English word that could describe, try to describe aphesis, what Jesus did for us. So I asked you a question. How many of you have forgiven people? Let me see my hand. People have hurt you, you have forgiven them. The question is, do you remember what you forgive? Okay, then, it, then if you still remember what you forgive, then it's not Ephesus. So you see, then it's not forgiveness. You see? Yeah. Because you, you have the two F's. I can forgive, but I won't forget. Even when you said you've forgotten after 10 years, when the person does something, you are able to... You see, that thing that the person is, is traceable. You see? Uh-huh. So... So the word aphesis, forgiveness here, is the word aphesis, which means, write this, it means to irretrievably remove. Irretrievably remove. Irretrievably remove. So you remove, it's, whatever you have removed is irretrievable. It can never be retrieved. Yeah. But the ones you forgive, die your friend. You can retrieve it. It also means total cancellation. Total cancellation. The next one is permanent dismiss. Permanent dismiss. That is why during the Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, when they place their hands on the goat, they permanently dismiss the goat to go into the wilderness. To be torn apart by what? By a wild beast. Yeah. Permanently dismissed. So when Jesus came, John saw him and said, Here cometh the Lamb of God, which taketh away. In other words, which permanently dismisses our sins. Jesus. So when you see the Lamb, just know that he's the one that who permanently dismisses. So when you see Jesus the Lamb, Know that he's the one who permanently dismissed. Not temporarily. Your sins are not temporarily dismissed. They are permanently dismissed. 
Deliverance from bondage. That's the other one. So for Ephesus, is deliverance from bondage. And the last one, forfeited right. Forfeited right. Oh, the right of sin has been eternally forfeited. In the name of Jesus. Should I say that again? So one, to irretrievably remove. Two, total cancellation. Three, permanently dismissed. Four, deliverance from bondage. And then five, forfeited right. These are the definitions. In fact, as far as I can find, <laughs> I think there are more. When you read the scriptures, you find. So when we read, so go back to Colossians 2.14. Let's see if you are seeing forgiveness there. Colossians 2.14. The TPT. Now you see forgiveness everywhere. The first one tells you, he canceled every legal violation we had on our record. And the old warrant, arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he what? He raised. He raised. This erase is, he's been taken off. It's irretrievable. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all. Irretrievably removed. And they cannot be retrieved. That's what it said. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed on his cross and nailed permanently as a public display of what? You can also say total cancellation. Now, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus says something here. Quickly. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Then he said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Then he said, to preach deliverance. The word deliverance here is the word aphesis, which can also, also mean um, redemption. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.